Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hi, this is Jordan Moreno, and this is The Valley Now, your weekly feel-good hour where we lift each other up with the stories of good people doing good things in your neighborhood. Every week, we'll be talking with community leaders who have a unique passion for our thriving city and those that make the Valley such a special place to live. Get ready to be inspired by the work they're doing, whether it's mentoring our youth, providing a platform for those without one, or just driving those worthy charitable causes. Listen in on the conversations and join us in raising our community. This is our time to shine, and this is The Valley Now. 180 Sports AZ, it's a new nonprofit to Arizona, and today to talk more about it is Tamara Clark, the Director of Community Outreach. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Kind of start at the beginning for me. What is 180 Sports? So 180 Sports is an amazing organization that I came in contact with probably about four years ago. They were working as a nonprofit, but they didn't have their 501c3 status because it became just kind of a like a do-good organization that they just wanted to give back to the community of sports. And now that they are officially a 501c3, we're really excited to spread the word on what they do. So it is, was founded by Travis Brown, and Travis Brown was a, um, he grew up in the Valley playing sports at a young age, and he actually played for the NFL. And he had many coaches throughout his life who influenced his success as a person athlete and professional and now that he's returned back to the valley after playing for the NFL he and his wife Corey um, they have five children who play and have played various sports over the last 20 years and um, it was changing to a high competitive and oftentimes like stressful club and competitive experience so they quickly noticed that there was a gap between like their kids and teens who were playing sports and those who couldn't based on their economic status and where they were located. Um, his wife told me a story of they were rolling up to a volleyball game against a under-resourced uh, school and all of their volleyball players were like decked out head to toe and like matching everything. And this other volleyball team could barely have enough girls. Um, they were wearing Converse. Their, their their uniforms didn't match. And she said in that moment, she knew like, we have to be able to provide them with something. It's, you know, we how can we give back given what we know and who we are? And so 180 Sports was developed. Originally, it was just developed as a coach um, training platform. So they wanted to help provide resources for coaches because um, coaches had such an impact on Travis. And then it kind of evolved over time to, then they wanted to provide scholarships 
scholarships to athletes to be able to afford camps and clinics. Maybe they couldn't afford it, um, but they really saw the need for that. And then it turned into now they want to do uniforms and equipment. So it's it's all of three of those. It's it's providing uh, training for coaches, um, supporting athletes based on scholarships, and then providing equipment and uniforms for, for athletes. And it's just in January that we're really trying to take it to the next level and and support way more. We've, we've supported here and there uh, the best that we can, but we can't support people that don't know about us. So we right. want to be able to provide them with as much resources as we can. What does that mean for a child that doesn't have you know, an underserved child, an underserved neighborhood, an area that sports are not at the forefront for children and kids can't just be kids. You know, they are forced into being adults a little bit earlier. Maybe they're caring for younger yeah. siblings or they're working themselves to try to support a single mom. Speak to the impact of how that could change a child's life just to have those resources. Just the self-esteem alone changes. I mean, I couldn't imagine. I, I grew up very fortunate that my parents, you know, they both worked and they both had, um, they both supported me on my, 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 my sports career. They were at every game. They were at every practice. And the reality is that most kids don't have that opportunity and so um, to be able to, f- to fill that void I think is huge because it keeps kids a out of trouble right like if you don't have something keeping you busy and something that you really enjoy and is giving back to you you're going to end up doing things that you shouldn't be doing and getting in trouble because you don't have that support of a coach or you know equipment to be able to do the sport or they may simply feel embarrassed because they're going to go play these teams that don't have and they don't have near as much as that other team does and I think for for kids in general, um, self esteem is such a big a big. Oh yes, it is huge. And Pretty mental good. health these days is is such a priority. That how can we help provide coaches resources to ha- handle mental health? Right, like how do these coaches get? provide these resources to these athletes a lot of times in the in these situations the athletes are spending more time with with their coaches literally because their parents are working two or three jobs or they're you know bussing back and forth they might not have rights how do how do we step in as an organization with 180 sports and provide even that stuff so it might not be uniforms and equipment it might be how do we help provide bus services how do we help provide transportation for games some schools don't have buses and then their parents can't take them how do we step in and and support that because I think it makes a big difference in those kids. Those kids already have so much on their plate. So if we can help fill as much of that void as we can to let them be kids, I think it's going to make a major impact on them later on in life. And they'll be more successful and want to stay in sports or want to go on and do bigger things because they had the opportunities that everybody else had around them. Right. And so dive into kind of some of the programs that are surrounding those three main goals. So are these formalized programs or are you guys still at an amazing spot where you can still kind of be flexible and you can kind of tailor the experience to the child? If there is a child that needs a ride, that's that's what you're doing that day. Or if there is, are you able to have that flexibility? Or are there more formalized programs? Right now, um, we're in the limbo stage. So the I will say um, we are very fortunate that with our coaches training, we do partner uh, a lot with Positive Coaching Alliance. They do a lot of coach training um, and they provide live workshops um, that come in and, and teach, give these coaches some skills and assets that they might not have known on how to deal with the 
kids from different backgrounds because they have such a high impact we want the coach to be involved so PCA does a really good job with that a new arm that I'm recently adding though is the mental health because while PCA is great they really don't speak to the mental health a lot um, and we're learning that um, suicide rates up in, in student athletes and how can we provide coaches with resources on how to handle that so we're currently looking into that realm of who can we partner with that is our go-to for mental health within the coaches resources um, and how can we provide that so that's that area has kind of been the set stone because that was the original platform that 180 sports was founded on um, the next is the supporting athletes with the scholarships so there has kind of been just as needs have been presented however we are now formalizing an application to where kids can actually apply and they have to put a little work into it as well which will teach them some life skills on right. applying for jobs applying for careers all of that stuff so we're really working on providing more of a simple process for that currently we have only done it based on people who have come to us as referrals um, one in particular was Kellis High School and they had I think he said 10 to 15 football players on their team that couldn't afford to go to a camp and so uh, 180 Sports stepped in and supported those kids to be able to go to camp. And because at the end of the year, those seniors, something that they all talk about is their experience at camp was one of the best highlights of their life. And so 180 Sports got to be a part of that. So we're trying to finalize more, streamline that application. But we're really open to what are the opportunities there for for scholarships. It could be as simple as, you know, we have 10 scholarships a year that we give out to help support school as well or travel teams or clubs or whatever that looks like for the athlete. In regards to the area of uniforms and equipment, this is the newest arm if you would say mm-hmm. and that has surprisingly been one of the harder areas to get into is trying to find those teams that aren't too proud to say hey we need we need uniforms we need equipment so we want right. to break down that stigma and say we want to provide you as much as we can so that your athletes can play and have these opportunities we've just created an application that will go onto our website that schools or youth sports organization can apply um, so that we're not just searching for them. They Mm -hmm. have a need and we can fill that. We're also in the process of partnering with Arizona Child Crisis. I just reached out to them recently because I heard about them. Actually, I was at a spring training game and they were the nonprofit and they work with families to provide a safe environment for kids. And so my mindset was, how do I partner with them and provide them a resource for these kids to have an outlet for sports? And we can provide that support as well. Um, There's also another organization that has summer camps for baseball and softball. And I want to go in and I want to say, we'll offer three scholarships for that and they can apply through us. But this gives kids the opportunity to do maybe something because it's it's an expensive camp. But if we can support that, I think it would be great. So those are all kind of where we're at and we're growing as, as, as I hear conversations or I have an intern that's helped me go into underserved communities and and ask those questions and um, just really word of mouth right now. But we are growing in each area as, as, as we evolve. And I love the grassroots of it. Yes. Oh my gosh. That's probably my favorite part. Like there is no limit to what we can do. Mm-hmm. The base has been laid down and now it's how can we make this so everybody says, oh, you need equipment? Call 180 Sports. They they might have something. We've also been working with Dick Sporting Goods. They have sometimes equipment that they yeah. give out that sports leagues don't know about. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of bridging that gap and being that connector. So not necessarily you know, being the one that purchases it and provides it, but partnering with them to provide those resources that they need to get rid of. And we're finding those connections. Corey, who's the wife of Travis, who is a big part of this organization, also works with CityServe. And so CityServe, every now and then, will have equipment or um, uniforms or whatever. We are their go-to right now for sports equipment so that 
we can get it and then we'll find organizations that need it. Uh, Jump Ropes was one of them. And so we were like, cool, we can find a PE class mm-hmm. in one of the title, you know, the, the Title I schools that might need jump ropes for their PE class. And so what I get to do is go and f- now find people that I can give this to. So last night I literally spent probably two hours just researching places where I could partner with to give back. And so a big part for us is just finding ways to, to integrate into all of that. And you touched on the mental health of children and how important it is, um, especially those of that have experienced the adverse childhood experiences, right. those that are maybe a parent has been incarcerated or maybe they have a single parent or those that just are in a neighborhood that has less and fewer resources than others. Speak to what uh, what does mental health look like and what are some of the challenges that kids are facing? Because I'm looking at you as the kid expert. I have seen you <laughs> in your element surrounded by mm-hmm. middle schoolers and that's like my nightmare, but you were, that's, that's your jam. That's where you're at. And so I'm looking to you as the childhood expert oh, here. Man. I mean, we didn't have to deal with social media. Let's be completely honest. Mm-hmm. We did not have to deal with what you do ends up on social media or social media bullying. Like that was just not something. I mean, it was coming as you as we were. I, I don't know your age, but I will age myself. Social media was coming. And I mean, you could literally have my MySpace, I think, was my generation. Yep. <laughs> I got in um, trouble for having yeah, MySpace. Yeah, I got in trouble yep. too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't allowed to have Facebook because my parents didn't know what it was. And I'm so, I was so mad back then. I'm so thankful now because there's a lot of things that aren't on Facebook that I did that probably could have been and and it may have affected my career or it may Mm -hmm. have affected the things that I get to do now. So I really speak a lot to the mental health is really based on the things society puts on kids and they make these kids feel like they have to grow up so fast or they have all these expectations that they have to meet. Rather, they have the resources to meet them. And then social media just plays into that where, you know, you go on and you talk about a, a girl who she's out there trying to play, but she might not be the best athlete. And these other girls are making fun of her. And that is one thing that I would never put up with on my team whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Middle schoolers are mean. And oh, I am very yeah. fortunate that I have an amazing group of middle school girls. But just listening to their struggles that they have, you know, and then trying to figure out what sport they want to play. Can they even play that sport? And then some of them, you know, their parents might work 40, 50 hours a week because that's what's expected of them in today's society. And they see me more than they see their parents and they see these athletes more than they see their, you know, their friends at school or their siblings. And so I think the mental health side of it is really big because there's so much pressure on them to perform at a level beyond their age. And that's sports and school. I mm-hmm. mean, um, they are doing things that I never did till high school at, at middle school level. They are being brave enough to step into a sport they've never played before and not feeling like they're going to be bullied by people that have played that sport for many years or they walk in I I coach softball so I'll, I'll use that lingo you know I can have girls walk in that don't even know what they need like do they need cleats do they need can they show up and show like it's learning all that basics Mm -hmm. and if you don't as a coach or as a community or as an organization don't have those needs to be able to provide them they're, they're going to feel discouraged right away and not want to play. And I'm a very fortunate situation that um, my my girls are very supportive, but then I'm also in a community that's very supportive. So I can only imagine if I walked into a community where they had no equipment, no uniforms, the coach is volunteering, has never done it before, how, how that would look, I can only imagine because the struggles that I face with my athletes now, and I have all of that at my, at my disposal, 
I think it makes my passion even for this even more is is how can I give these coaches and organizations what I'm so fortunate that I have. Mm-hmm. And I love that you are a boss babe in the sports <laughs> world, like female representation in the sports world, whether it's having club teams available right. or school teams available. Do you run into kind of a an underrepresentation for women or girls in that space? 100%. And I think the biggest struggle is everybody's afraid of the drama that comes with girl sports, right? Like <laughs> you're on a field with a bunch of females and I have learned to navigate it because I have three daughters of my own. I coach middle school softball and I coach high school softball. So I am around females <laughs> yeah. 24-7 and navigating their emotions and navigating like their life decisions and being a part of that um, as a coach has been super, super challenging. And so the lack of of support that these female sports have, I think has a lot to do with the the fear of how do I navigate all of this, but also mm-hmm. teach them these things. And it's a lot of dads that step into coach, which is always great. But I've noticed, especially in my community, that every coach I know is a male coach. And I used to think it was so funny that men coached women's softball and they never played. They don't understand right. it. And I will say though, I have an assistant coach and he is male and he's amazing. And our energy together works fantastic, but it's really hard to find that energy and and have that as a, as a, um, a force that works together. And the girls will talk to me a little different than they talk to him. And I think that's absolutely awesome and natural. Um, but these men come in and they want to do female sports or they want to teach it the way that baseball was taught or the way they think. And the reality of it is females and males are just different. The way our brains work, Mm -hmm. the way the hormones work, the way the physical level works. It's just all, it's a challenge. It is a challenge every day. And I am so thankful that I was chosen to get to do it. Um, And I feel like I'm preparing myself for when my girls get older and Absolutely. what that looks like because yeah. um, my girls are all 18 20 months apart so they are oh, they're gosh. all close in age so five four and two oh, my and gosh. then I'm with middle school <laughs> girls and high school girls um, but I wouldn't trade it for the world and I think that sports in general has become so competitive that kids who don't have those skill sets from an early age just aren't welcomed in that competitive world. Mm-hmm. And it's so unfortunate because they haven't been exposed to or had the opportunity because of their background or, you know, their economic status or their parents had to work four jobs to make ends meet and couldn't, you know, get, you know, Bobby from A to B and that kid missed out. And then by the time they have the opportunity, they feel like they just, they can't participate because they don't have the right stuff to do that and yeah. so 180 sports is allowing all avenues to have that for them and like you said they feel like they're behind there is yeah. so much that's expected of kids i was at age. a lunch with someone yes in sports in life i was at lunch yesterday and their daughter is in first grade and expected to do double digit addition like there is no way in first grade i did double digit addition. my kindergartner does it oh my god i know <laughs> she's smarter away. than me i swear and it's 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 a lot and it's and it's i mean i don't know how they do it mm-hmm. i mean i i got burnt out i got burnt out when i got to college for softball um and i was burnt out but i had a really bad experience with my college coach and that changed the whole narrative for me which is why i when I met 180 Sports and what they were doing alongside PCA, I thought it was amazing because they noticed that void between the coach education and how they interacted with athletes. And I wanted to be a part of that because I think coach education is one of the most underutilized 
pieces that a coach can have in their book and that and that's past the skills you can teach skills you can watch youtube videos on how to teach a drill Mm -hmm. but you can't know you can't learn how to interact with kids uh, officials and parents as well as throw the parents in the mix right like parents are sometimes the worst part parents are parents are harsh and i'm a parent and there are times where i struggle with my own kids and i want to say things instinctively and I do this for a living and know that it's not the right thing to do. Right. And I still as a parent want to. And so 180 Sports wants to provide coaches with as many tools as possible so that kids can stay in sports and feel supported by their coach. But their coach also feel empowered to make decisions and not feel defeated because of a parent or an official or because of a difficult, difficult athlete. So how is 180 Sports uh, supported or funded? Is it privately, publicly, all over the place? <laughs> <laughs> it is a 501c3. Uh-huh. Um, and as of right now, it has just been off the basis of one fundraiser a year. It's a golf tournament. Um, and it's the Travis Brown Golf Tournament. Um, and we are really looking to vamp that up this year. Um, this year, we are hosting it on June, oh my gosh, June 19th, up in Flagstaff Ranch Country Club. And we have a, an amazing presenting sponsor that is helping us a lot, and it's Copper State Pavement. So it's really working with some of these large organizations who have the goal of impacting kids on all different uh, platforms that 180 Sports is doing. So right now it's just fundraising, and we have gotten to the grant writing, um, really trying to get there. But I would love to be able to find these organizations that I'm reaching out to to partner with them so that we can create things together and provide an all-encompassing package for kids in underserved areas. So expanding visibility is going to be big that for you in 2023. Biggest, that is that is it. We want to expand. We want. We don't want to just focus in one area. We want to go and find areas that need what we have and and go in there and say, we have what you need, can you use it? Um, but I think it's gonna start with partnering with our local organizations. What are some of the local organizations that you, you've touched on a couple right. of them. Do you have kind of like your core list that um, you kind of work hand in hand with? So um, right now we have supported a lot of Thatcher Unified School Districts um, PCA workshops. So PCA is one of the big ones that we work with on coach training. Um, I touched on CityServe giving us some mm-hmm. equipment. And then um, as far as scholarship goes, uh, we've been working with more so the the schools that have camps like Kellis. Um, and so it's kind of small scale right now that we are slowly moving into a bigger scale. They And 180 Sports, um, like I said, they just got their 501c3. And because it's been so successful, just as they saw needs, they were meeting those. They now are see that there's a lot more needs and, and they want to grow with that. But they also want to be able to have that those, those opportunities for them. So um, we're currently looking to find grant money to get us off the ground for each area that we talked about, but also find partners and sponsors that want to go in and and really give back to athletes on a bigger scale. Mm -hmm. I always like to ask your favorite story. I know it's only been a year, so and there's so much that's happened in the last year, but do you have a favorite story of anybody that uh, you've impacted or a school that you've gone into that? I'm going to say... Thatcher Unified School District would be one of them. Um, I didn't even know Thatcher Unified existed. However, I was doing some work with Positive Coaching Alliance and I met Ty, who is there. She kind of wears multiple hats. So Thatcher Unified School District is a really small school. So it's a district, but it's got one high school, one middle school, one elementary school. Like Thatcher Middle School, Thatcher High School. You go to school. You with go the to same school. Kids yep. Your whole life. And it's a small mining community. And I had met Ty 
a while ago when I was with PCA at a conference for volleyball and her and I just started talking and she randomly reached out to me and was like, I love what PCA does, but we don't have the funding for it. And I was like, okay, well, let's figure this out. And then, I mean, call it fate and and God's will. But then I met Travis Brown and he was like, I want to fund that. And on top of that, he's very familiar with that area. And it was a really a big piece for him. So I called Ty and I said, Ty, I have a funder that wants to fund your workshops. And and she just melted. She was like, are you kidding? And I said, no. And she's like, well, what about middle school? What about high school? And how can we make a big impact? I said, let's do it all. So mm-hmm. we have been able to work with them for quite some time. The Eastern Arizona Junior High Association, I didn't even know existed. And it does. Nope. And Ty oversees that. She's the principal at Thatcher Middle School, but she's also the volleyball coach. So we've been able to really impact all of her kids and the coaches in that community to where we've now been a partner with them for three or four years and without hesitation they they want they want to continue training and I actually just sent her an email the other day letting her know that we have this opportunity with the sports with the equipment and uniforms and I want to see how we can help in that spot so that's been probably my favorite because all my worlds got to collide doing right. work with Positive Coaching Alliance but then also doing work with 180 Sports and they all collided to help a community that wouldn't have had access to it so um, I think that's where the nonprofit world itself is really cool mm-hmm. because you can find it's not necessarily about the funding or the money or the donors. It's about how can you use your knowledge to be a connector for for different areas. And I think that's what's been really fun with all of this. We all need a Tamra. <laughs> we all need one. <laughs> well, if you need me, you can find me at 180sports.org. <laughs> Lots of I think it's really important that kids have access to sports. And I'm a firm believer that sports shaped me as a human. I mean, my parents absolutely had a huge impact on me. But if it wasn't for them letting me play sports and being so supportive, I don't think I'd be who I am today. I mean, sports shape us as off the field, like sports make us organized. Sports make us, you know, be able to be commit, you know, fulfill our commitments. Sports make us um, think more than just about ourselves. Like sports are so impactful in kids' lives. And I don't think any could, any kids should not, no kid should have, not have access to sports, no matter where they come from, what they do. Every kid should be able to play. And I think 180 Sports is really trying to bridge that gap. And especially the team aspect. It's like important. I, It's so important and something that's kind of being lost too. I grew up dancing and oh, it was always- year old dances. Oh. I don't know that world. <laughs> it's kind of a scary world it as you start scary. getting older. She's a cheerleader and a dancer yeah. and I'm like, girlfriend, I coach softball. Like I don't do this world, but she- yeah, she No lipstick like, and ponytails. Right. It is, it's, it's a different world for sure. Yeah. And that's a competitive world. That is a competitive, competitive. mentally, mm-hmm. um, way different than a lot of- right lot of areas and the accountability is that huge. sports is you know that it is every day from three to five or or sometimes I feel like practices are getting longer and longer yeah. um, but just that accountability of okay if you know that you have to be at practice from three to five yep. then homework needs to be done either before or after and yep. Even learning about um, the way that you can fuel your body and the way yeah. that like if I down a double cheeseburger, I don't feel <laughs> right. very good right. dancing. But if I am going to you know, fuel my body with fruits and vegetables and plenty of water and hydration, yeah. I feel like there's those under, you know, maybe subconscious kind of uh, lessons that are learned yeah. through sports. And I think that's a good point. I mean, something that under-resourced areas have is they're just Mm -hmm. trying to they're like any extra money they have is they're just trying to feed themselves or feed their families and they don't get the proper nutrition either so they're not growing like they're supposed to and so 180 sports has helped a few i i do know that 180 sports has stepped in and helped a few places like just provide food um there's nothing that 180 sports won't do to help 
the kid and and be able to provide them with resources so that they can stay on that spectrum to to grow like the rest of their kids and not feel left behind or that they are lesser than because no kid should feel that way whatsoever and no coach should make the kid feel that way so if we can provide coaching resources so that the coaches understand that we can provide scholarships for these athletes to be able to pursue their dreams even further and then also provide them with equipment and uniforms so that they don't have that low self-esteem I think we win in all aspects and, and the kids win and yeah. society wins by being able to do that. So I think our ultimate goal is to to grow and, and be that go-to. But for now, it's, we're, we're keeping it hyper-local and really trying to impact the areas that, that we serve. Full circle. Full circle. So how can we help? How can we learn more and, and get involved in something like this? It's amazing. Why not? Yeah. So um, we do have a website, 180sports.org. Um, you can find my contact information on there as well. And it's just Tamara at 180sports.org. Um, if you know an organization that needs help, or maybe you are an organization that needs help, please reach out. We want to help wherever we can. If you know an athlete in need um, who needs more than just the sports piece, right? Like they, they want to, that money needs to be spent on food. How can we come in and provide that for them? But also if they have a camp or a clinic that they want to go to, um, we want to, we want to know about it. Or if you feel like you, you want to be a coach, but you don't know the next steps, but you know your community could use a coach like that, like come to us and let's see how we can support you with some coach resources. Um, but we are hosting a golf tournament, like I said. So if people want to donate, they absolutely can to help fund this. And there are different areas of funding. So you choose where that money goes, rather that be for the sports awesome. and you know the equipment, mm-hmm. the, the athletes or the coaches, wherever you're passionate about, please, I mean, donate to that piece so that we can start putting it back into the community. So individuals, so if there's an individual yeah. that... it's it's a parent or somebody that would like help for their child yep you can help that too absolutely it's it's not just organizations not just organizations organizations. we have all we have parents that can reach out and say i can't afford for my kid to play on this club team but i think it'll be beneficial for them because they have this amazing skills or i want to keep them off the street Mm -hmm. how can we help with that that's part of our scholarship would be to allow them to play for a club team check it out 180 sports and tamra clark thank you so much thank you so much i appreciate the opportunity all right i want to give a very special thank you to my guests today and i want to thank you for being a part of the program and making our community an amazing place, not just to live and to work, but most importantly, to play. You can hear The Valley now on the radio with audio on demand on radio station websites and the Odyssey app. My name is Jordan Moreno. Shine your light, share your love, and join us again next week right here on The Valley Now. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.